You're listening to the Benefits at Work podcast, where we explore unique employee benefit offerings and programs to help improve your company and workplace culture. We cover wellness, technology, trending hot topics, and more. Now here's your host, Director of Client Engagement at Lipscomb & Pitts Insurance, Betsy Kamler. Hello and welcome to our Benefits at Work podcast. I'm Betsy Kamler, Director of Client Engagement here at Lipscomb and Pitts Insurance. Today I have Melissa Wilkes Donahue. She is Director of Concern Employee Assistance Program here in our building. Hey, Melissa. Hey there. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me, Betsy. Yeah, thanks for being with us again. And we always enjoy having Melissa because we can always talk to her about some of these great topics and timely topics indeed. But I want to kind of get first off, just remind um, everyone um, what Concern is and what you guys can provide services for employees. Absolutely. Well, Concern, while we are local here to the Memphis area, just like you all at Lipscomb and Pitts, um, you know, we are an employee assistance program. We take care of folks here in the Memphis area, along with uh, across the United States. We have over 70,000 employees and families that we take care of um, and not only provide counseling, but do trainings, management consultations, critical incident debriefings, as well as uh, try to blast some positivity on our social media channels. Perfect. Sounds good. Well, um, some of our topics are not always um, just uh, joyous topics, and this one, of of course, today is not, but it is something that we all need to be aware of. Um, April is Alcohol Awareness Month, and unfortunately, um, it's hard to believe, but I would be willing to bet most of us in our lifetime or have had a relative or friend, you know, be affected by this disease, you know, alcoholism, and just kind of wanted to talk to you, Melissa, about what is alcoholism? Well, you're exactly right, Betsy. This is a a very timely topic. Alcoholism has been going on for a long time, and um, we've definitely seen a spike because of the pandemic. Um, You know, people that suffer from alcoholism, you know, see declines in their mental and physical health capacities, um, you know, and not a lot of people recognize it. Um, A lot of people think sometimes that alcoholism is the person standing on the the corner asking for money or um, that it's somebody that's fallen down and not able to to speak correctly. But a lot of times folks that are struggling with alcoholism, um, you know, are people that we know. They're people that we work with and um, they hide it in different ways. So um, we definitely want to talk about it so that we know the signs and symptoms, things to look for, um, and can be proactive before things get worse. And um, just let me ask you this while I'm thinking about it is, do you see that it's more prevalent in men versus women? You know, uh, it's traditionally, it was always something that we saw more in men. um, But here lately, we have seen a definite increase with women. Um, You know, a lot of the, the effects of women uh, that are, are high ranking in businesses and are going out for those business dinners and lunches. Um, you know, they're, they're stepping up right there with men and, and drinking. So it's, um, you know, it's really hard to tell if it's a, you know, higher prevalence in men or women, but um, the reality is, is it, it's a problem with everybody. Doesn't matter what um, gender, race, socioeconomic status, alcoholism affects all of us. And um, how old, I mean, I shouldn't say old, but how young do you sometimes see this starting in what age group? I've seen it as young as 13. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, and, and so, of. yes, absolutely. Um, you know, in other countries, sometimes we see it and it does happen here in the United States, but um, you know, some folks are, are putting alcohol in children's baby bottles to, to help mm. them go to sleep. Um, you know, and it's, it's, 
you can see it in, uh, you know, children having uh, withdrawals and it's, it's a really scary thing, but, you know, I've seen it in, here at our practice as young as 13. Wow. And, you know, you mentioned, which we've mentioned, gosh, for over a year now, um, having to go through the current pandemic with COVID-19 and, and I know we talked about this earlier, but you mentioned, you know, it has, a, it's really kind of increased um, in the prevalence of it, I guess, because of the pandemic. Is that correct? Absolutely. Well, we know the alcoholism, alcohol drinking has always been, you know, the, the social thing to do. I think we're, we're an eating and drinking society. So a lot of what we do revolves around eating and drinking. And just because we don't have, um, you know, or when things were closed down, we couldn't go out and, you know, enjoy, enjoy a happy hour cocktail with friends or or um, with individuals, um, the people are still either going home um, to enjoy those cocktails on their own, or if they're working from home, we're seeing that um, you know five o'clock, as we call it, gets earlier and earlier. Um, you know, for for some individuals that are are struggling with dealing with the stress and anxiety from the pandemic, or just things that are going on even before anybody even knew what COVID was. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just unfortunately, and I'm sure just with you know, like you mentioned, I mean, everybody has so much more going on at home than they used to. I mean, you know, for a while there, we were all um, dealing with, you know, school children that were, you know, Zooming, doing virtual school every day, along with ourselves, the the parents, the spouse, the the mom, the dad, or both, whoever, along with teenagers or who college kids, whoever, that are all at home trying to do their daily task and working and all that. So, again, that I know becomes very um, stressful, to say the least. And unfortunately, sometimes I like you said, people turn to things that we don't need to that help with those situations. Absolutely. Well, and the easy accessibility of alcohol is part of the reason that it's the, the highest abuse substance that we see um, more than a lot of the other things that we see highlighted um, at the forefront alcohol. I mean, you can go to Kroger, you can go to the gas station along with liquor stores. I mean, everywhere you turn when you drive on the road, there's multiple access points. So it's easily accessible, unlike some of the other substances that we think, um, you know, are 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 terrible in and of itself. But alcohol is because it's so easily accessible that um, you know it's has a much higher prevalence of, of folks uh, using and abusing it. Yeah, exactly. Very good point. And what are just for our audience again, you know. What are some signs, some warning signs, some, you know, symptoms, those type of things that we can be looking for in our own family members or coworkers or who people were around frequently? Well, um, there's there's so many things, but I think it's definitely, uh, you know, some of the, the biggest things a lot of times that you'll see, you know, if you've got somebody that you're concerned about, maybe you've even had a, a conversation like, hey, I'm, I'm concerned about your, you know, alcohol consumption, or are you okay? This, this doesn't seem like you, um, you know, people that are acting differently than they normally would. Um, anytime there's a, a big change of behavior, um, that's usually due to someone not handling stress in an effective way. Um, so, you know, whether they're drinking to the point that they don't remember a conversation or, um, you know, they're slurring their words, um, they're choosing to, to consume alcohol instead of, um, you know, 
adhering to those responsibilities. You know, it goes beyond, I just don't feel like doing the dishes or the laundry, but you know, I don't feel like going to work today or, um, you know, that's the first thing that I need when I get home from work. You know, anytime that there's a substance that's um, dictating what you need and what you don't need. I mean, sometimes we joke about coffee, you know, as simple as that, um, you know, but alcohol is in the same way that people feel like, you know, just like you got to have that first cup of coffee in the morning, um, that alcohol demands that amount of attention, whether it's in the morning or, you know, first thing when you get home in the afternoon, if it's, if you feel those those things going on, or you see that behavior in someone, then chances are they're, they're struggling with a yeah. alcohol use disorder. Exactly. And it's so crazy how, you know, again, we've all known somebody or known of someone that it's just crazy how they, um, they can hide those things. Absolutely. I don't think anybody wakes up and wants to be, you know, bad at their jobs or, you know, just have these type of problems. But, you know, over time, the more that that folks don't take a good look in the mirror for themselves or for the people that they're concerned about, that's when these problems build up. And so, you know, it's it's good to know those things to look for and to just let people know you care about them because, um, you know, chances are they people want help. They just are choosing to to reach out in ways that that they're accustomed to. And so that's why alcohol is so easy because, you know, with it being socially acceptable, okay, what's the big deal? You know, and sometimes people feel a little bit guilty saying something to someone else because they themselves might be struggling. But, you know, we, we all can support one another. And, um, you know, if you, if you see someone that starts drinking by themselves or, you know, secretly consuming, um, you know, then those are definitely some easy signs for you if you're, if you're seeing somebody go down that path that they might be, um, if they're anytime trying to hide something, that, that something's obviously wrong. Yeah, exactly. And just on that point, too, um, if, you know, we see something that looks suspicious and we are co-workers, you know, friends, relatives, where can they find or where can you find more information to help them and where they, where would you suggest that they get help? Well, for the folks that have insurance, there's always, you know, the number on the back of their insurance card to say, you know, hey, I, I'm going to take that step to decide to reach out and get help. Um, but along with that, the National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, um, alcohol.org, uh, the Mayo Clinic has a lot of great resources as well. Um, there's no shortage of, of information out there. It's just sometimes the hardest part is taking that first step to say, okay, I'm going to make this change in my life. And, um, you know, I really want to let these, let people know that I'm making this change. And, you know, also just letting people know that, that you love them and you care about them and that it's, you know, that they're not waking up and making that choice that it's, um, you know, it's something that's happened over time and, but it's also an opportunity for change, even, even if it has gotten to that point that, um, that they're, they're really struggling and maybe, um, having shakes, um, you know, that's something for someone that is drinking every day. Um, you know, it's important to know that that medically someone going into withdrawals can literally have seizures, have strokes, um, all kinds of, of side effects. And so, you know, by being that partner to, to help someone that you're worried about is a great way to, to make sure that they don't have a medical emergency along with that addiction. Yeah, Melissa, that's all crazy about the, the withdrawal symptoms and everything, too, because there's so many times that you would, you know, you may not ever even suspect that somebody is having withdrawals from alcohol. I mean, you may just think that it's just unfortunately a, you know, a, a health condition they have and that it could be even bigger issue, you know, outside of 
having seizures or whatever. It could have something to do with alcohol withdrawal. And that's just crazy. I mean, that's very scary to um, have to think that that could be, you know, something else going on there. So um, definitely some good stuff that we need to, to look for, for sure. Absolutely. Well, and, and that's the thing is the first step of letting someone know that you're there, um, you know, as a friend or a family member or a colleague and just letting them know that, you know, you're concerned. Um, you may be the only person that tells them that you care about them, you know, because we never know what folks are going through at home and the stressors that they're able to deal with. So, you know, especially in the times that we're, we're in, you know, I want to encourage folks to just try to be kind and truly look out for our fellow humans because people need it. They're, they're really struggling. And even once everyone gets the vaccine and our numbers start looking better, people are still going to be struggling. So I think that that's a good takeaway. If we're just checking in on one another and truly letting people know we care, then we can stop a lot of these problems before they progressively get worse. Definitely. Well, as usual, great information, um, great um, tidbits and in places where we can go to, to definitely help one another. So we really appreciate it. And hopefully our audience found this useful. And as always, we thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks, guys. Y'all take care. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Benefits at Work podcast. To learn more about wellness, technology, and compliance, head to lpinsurance.com or follow us online at LP Insurance.